Welcome to the MA Roadshow, episode number 197. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is with me in a very cold Las Vegas. I'm just going to say, we sit here and brag sometimes about how great Las Vegas weather is, and it's still not bad, right? but it is starting to get a little cold, a little bit chilly. This is January is that month where uh, even me start to get a little little cold in my shorts. <laughs> My I thought you were going to say, like, even me, I decide to put pants on. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not, it's not cold enough to actually, you know, get me to put pants what on. What would just, be cold enough to put, get you to put pants it's, on? See, that's not really what comes up as a decision. What comes up as a decision is, since I'm wearing shorts, will I go outside or not? <laughs> so that's kind of what what the decision is. It's not about whether I'll put on pants. I mean, yeah. you're getting the shorts. Wow. So is it because of the the Taz tattoo? You always want to show off the Taz tattoo? Uh, no, no. Uh, that's that's pretty old. It tattoo is Taz, that, right? No, it's Felix. Felix, that's right. Felix, Felix the cat. You should get a Taz tattoo. <laughs> just, <laughs> just because now that you've associated just with now it. now I've associated your your legs with the Taz tattoo. I appreciate that he's recommendation. A wild man. Taz my wife, is a wild man. My wife's not really into tattoos. I don't think she'd be happy with me getting new ones. Getting another one. <laughs> yeah, and I, John Morgan, you're too old to get tattoos. <laughs> Is that my wife's exit? I you guess. Yeah, that was, that was it. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Uh, yeah, so anyway, we are at the Casa de Cold Coffee. It is a uh, a home game, a light week. It is uh, it is 2019, man. Whoa. Happy New Year to you, sir. Happy New Year to you. I don't think I talked to you much since New Year. Did you go out and celebrate anything? No, we did the uh, – uh, it's funny because I, I actually had to wake Heather up before because she had fell asleep on the thing. You right. Know, we're getting to that age, I think. Yes. No, we uh, made dinner, and then uh, we had a couple bub uh, bottles of bubbly waiting in the fridge. Nice. And then uh, I can always see the stratosphere from the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, that particular night, I don't know where you were at, uh, it was super windy here. Yeah. It was, like, really, really windy. So we kind of just um, – if you go out in my driveway, I have a, that it's like a perfect vantage point of looking over at the stratosphere, and the stratosphere always does the countdown where you'll see the the fireworks kind of run up on the the, the tens right. as it's counting down. So we just kind of wedged ourselves next to the garage in between the car to block the wind and uh, toasted some bubbly out there and watched the fireworks. It was actually pretty good. It was about uh, about eight minutes. You know, seven or eight minutes, which is typically even like what they usually do on Fourth of July. It's right. usually about a nine-minute display. Um, if I would have thought about it right, I probably would have left the door open so I could hear the the TV playing the music. Mm. It was just pretty much us yelling a little bit. There were some of the neighbors were kind of yelling and stuff. A, a couple people, a street or, or so over, were letting up fireworks. So it was good. We just kind of sat here and uh, did that, and then uh, she proceeded to fall right back to sleep and i think i played the xbox for about an hour <laughs> and then i was like all right here we are 2019 yeah i think i think we were asleep by about 1205 to be honest with you you know we made it made it to, to the cheers of new year yeah. and then that was that was that <laughs> man I, I was a i'll tell you what i was an absolute wreck um uh, from watching Ryzen the the night before i guess yeah. i I'm gonna. We'll get to the card. Well, you watched the whole thing. I, I I only tuned in for the last. Bit. I would say we'll get to the card in just a second. But I, I just want to give a shout out to uh, all those all those fans in Europe, you know, and even you know all of our all of our friends over there that we know, and of course you know we've got Abby Subban on our staff. Uh, you know, Shabak Karsandu is, is with ESPN now, Subban? but used to work with us. Simon Head, uh, Per Hodgson, all the Europeans over there. I don't know how the hell you watch this stuff, man. I I. 
I don't think I could be a fan. Like, I, that de- it destroyed me, man. Like, I yeah. stayed up all night. The card started at like 10 p.m. Pacific time and got over about 6 a.m. Uh, Pacific. So it was about 10 p.m. to 6 a.m., which is a little bit longer than a UFC show. Now, it didn't help that they had an hour-long intermission and an hour-and-a-half-long intermission right. as well. So they had two intermissions. So that certainly didn't help anything. And it was the second one was a non-planned one, right? I think so. Or was it was the just, first they, one? The, they had, it, yeah, it was I heard different reasons it as to why there was an That's right. So the first one was announced, basically. There was a, you know, there was a very clear, this is the prelim card, this right. is the main card, we're going to have an intermission here. But the second one was was held in order to uh, basically get the final fights in tune with TV in Japan, like when uh, they were okay. going to air. So I guess it was kind of unplanned, but it was always known that these fights had to happen at a certain time. But they got a couple of first-round finishes, and the, and the show oh, was rolling. Yeah, yeah. So then they had to stop for an hour and a half. So that didn't I help. heard. I heard it, though. Did you hear? I heard those because Mayweather – and the no, time that's, they didn't, didn't. That's what some people were saying <laughs> say because Mayweather right? wasn't there. But I, yeah. what I was told from people on the scene was uh, they had a they had a specific time slot with Fuji TV in Japan, and so they were just syncing up with that basically. Right. But, Interesting. But, but you think if they knew that was going to happen, that they would say that uh, hey, there's going to be a second intermission at roughly it was so not, and so. Time. It was not fun. But you know what? During that second intermission, this is how this is how funny it was. Like so that second intermission was like three o'clock in the morning or something. I was like. I am not going to be able to make it through. So yeah. I got up and like cleaned the kitchen and like basically wow. like I did stuff to like basically stay busy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, it was it was a wreck. So it was about eight hours of card. But I mean, a typical UFC fight is six and a half, right? So I yeah. mean, it's not like you're, it was that much longer. And you know, if you're if you want to watch a little bit of the press conference or something, if you're a UFC fan, I just. Man, people that have to watch MMA like that every weekend, I, I don't know how big of a fan I would be if I had to watch a damn thing overnight, man. It was yeah. it, and it tore me up, dude. My sleep cycle was just crud I don't even know if I'm back to normal yet. <laughs> it's like five days later. Well, you've never been normal, right? Well that's no, no. Definitely but not uh normal. yeah, you're right. No, I completely forgot that it was uh going on the day before and I actually woke up middle of the night, was going to the restroom, and then I think I saw I pooped up my phone and I was like, Oh, Oh shit! The the fights are going on tonight, and I logged in, and it was during the middle of the intermission, so I slept through everything leading up to it. Brilliant. Saw the intermission, and I was like, "Oh shit! Okay, so I'll get up." And uh, it was definitely worth worth getting up. But yeah, I can see where man, kudos to those that uh, are diehard, you know. And I guess now you could see why the UFC wanted to go out of their way to give some local time shows, yep. just for the fact that. It's brutal, man. It's brutal. But let's let's be honest. Most Europeans and people they just don't work as hard as us Americans. <laughs> so usually just as a when general rule. Just as, as a general rule because, you know, everybody seems to be generalizing things today. <laughs> uh Americans, it's tougher for us because we work so much harder. That's what it is. Exactly I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we now have no listeners in Europe. Uh, no, um, but yeah, you're right. That was that was brutal. And luckily, you know, most of the times my shift doesn't start till like 9 a.m. the next day. So, you know, usually if I stay up a little bit later and sleep to like 7 or 8, it's usually not a big deal. I know right. you having a kid and usually your shift starts a little bit earlier. Yeah. So it's a little a little bit harder. But yeah, it's tough, man. Uh for these cats, <laughs> so much we, respect. So we feel for you. Much we feel respect for you guys. Europeans. They you got know. my love after this weekend. That's for yeah. sure. I mean, I knew they had it hard anyway, but they really got it. All right, so let's just let's, let's jump into this rising card because you know it's funny. I remember you know in the build up to it, uh, you were like, I'll just I'll just catch some highlights or something, and then I get this message on WhatsApp at like five in the morning or four thirty in the morning or whatever <laughs> it was. You're like, Has Mayweather fought yet? 
and and you went ahead and jumped on. Uh, listen, I got I gotta say, as it was as it was happening, as it was unfolding, I was starting to get a little bit more excited. I was like, I I, I honestly until until he set foot in the ring, wasn't sure that it was even gonna that happen. it was ever gonna happen. I really yeah. wasn't. Um, but I I did cover the whole show. Um, by the way, uh, what a weird setup they had that it was not shown in the U.S., Canada, yeah. Mexico, or Japan. So, so if you just logged into that fight TV, right, you you never even saw the Mayweather option. That's right. Like, or what? How it pulled up on mine? It was like it had two windows initially, and like the left one said the the resident just had like the Horaguchi right. Cold War fight off to the left, and there was a window on the right-hand side. It was like, this is not available, not available in your, in your, area. In your so, area. And I was what, like, what the hell is that? So what we had to do, uh, which I'm assuming this, I'm not sure if it's legal or not, but we we, we, so we got on a VPN, yeah. um, which allows you to basically, how would you mask, say? Mask, you, mask your, your IP, location. Mask your IP. And put I it set in a mine up location. for Argentina. Where did I say? I might have did Argentina as well. That was one of the first ones on the list. I didn't That's probably that why I did it too. I was like, dude, what are the fucking chances? So their sales in Argentina were really strong. It's going to look like there are some massive MMA There's a huge crowd. Ma- That's hilarious. I'll tell you what. So I said it. So once you set it for Argentina or wherever you set it up, if you set it for anywhere outside of U.S., Canada, Mexico, and Japan, then you had the option to buy it. It was an extra $10 for just the Mayweather fight. Uh, it was a $15 pay-per-view for the whole card, or 25 if you got the Mayweather fight. Um, I will say a, a funny side effect uh, of me being on that VPN for as long as I was, I don't know what cookie got stored on my computer, but now every time I pull up UFC.com, and I think it's because I had UFC.com, well, I know it's because I had UFC.com open at the same time because yeah. I was working on some other stuff like in between bouts, and now... Every time I open UFC.com, it goes to UFC.com Espanol. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I got some kind of cookie set up while I was on the VPN. So you don't get that Russian bride thing that I get when I, I go I don't to get the – that was amazing. <laughs> you hit up the – this is the greatest story. So cold coffee hits us up the other day in, in the – I'm going to look to see if it's still there. In our, in our team Slack chat, and he's like, is anybody getting the same ad over and over, like every day on MMA Junkie? And it's what is, what it? is it? Uh, it's on the rumors page. Russian brides. It was like it was like uh, I think I saved it. It wasn't like a Russian bride, but it was like date of Russian Russian ladies. Yeah, Russian ladies. Russian ladies. <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you, I'm on MMA Junkie all day, every day, and I've never seen this ad. I'm like. We see what kind of websites you're going to, Coca. So what kind of cookies you have in your browser that, that they're I trying to swear, deliver the proper advertising like, to you. Like, I'll be real. Like, if I'm ever going to go to, like, whatever. Like, I don't even do Tinder anymore. I don't do any of that stupid shit. Now that I have a girl, it's like, I just don't look at it or right. whatever. Um, but I ha- the only, like, and that's what I was saying about the CNN. Because I have looked up, like, Russian collusion and other shit. I've been reading other stuff. Uh-huh. Like, I don't go to, like, a fucking Russian bride, like, uh-huh. dot com. I think the stuff's so funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> but it's so funny because I was like, dude, who, where are we sending these ads? But you're right. It's got to be a cookie thing. Yeah, you know, or something. I don't know if it was just, like, it's like it's when all- you search for something on, on uh, Amazon and the next thing you know you're getting you're getting advertisements for it on MMA Junkie? Did, did you ever, and this was a while back, and I think they maybe changed it. Remember people freaked out? Like, people were saying that they didn't even use, like, the Facebook app, but they were talking about things, and right. they talked to people. And Facebook was presenting ads and shit. Based on the conversation. Based on their conversation. And I think people were figuring out that Siri's the Facebook app to. was listening 
to their just the the because you give it permission on your phone right. to just use. It's the listening microphone. at all times. It's listening at all times. So like it was delivering shit. Like I remember somebody said they were talking to their grandma about something, somebody that died or something, and all of a sudden like their Facebook was like, and I could be completely wrong, but. But you get the gist. But it was like sending like funeral ads or some weird shit started popping up on their Facebook. And that's where they're like, what the fuck is going on here? Well, I was just talking about death with grandma or whatever. And that's where they figured all that stuff. But I don't know. I don't know what, what that made uh-huh. it pop up. But that's uh-huh. where I was yeah, just like. No, who knows? <laughs> Jeez. What could it possibly But granted, be? I'll be real. Like if I'm ever going to look for anything that's seedy or anything when I'm lonely on the on the road, it's my phone. Like I don't fuck with that shit. Like on a work laptop. Like anybody that uh, looks see, at. I didn't think about that because my laptop. I own my laptop. Like this is a work. Like I don't go to. Like even if I did Tinder, I'm not gonna do it for my fucking work laptop. Like right. that's just stupid. Like those motherfuckers can connect that to this stupid. at any particular point yeah, of the that time. Yeah, w- that would be silly. So like I'll go on my phone or whatever, and that's why when I saw the ad, I was like, "This is fucking hilarious!" Like whatever, <laughs> you know. But but yeah, that was funny when you busted out like, "Oh, the the website." I was like, "Oh shit." Maybe it is pulling cookie. I was like, but the only thing I've looked for lately, swear to God, is just like I've been. I read CNN and I go to Fox uh-huh. just to see about the Russian collusion. Uh-huh. Shit. <laughs> uh-huh. If the, if <laughs> Russian collusion was like the blonde in that ad, I get it. I get. I would collude with that shit all day <laughs> long. Multiple tabs, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, Russian collusion. That's like the new category. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, that was good. All right. Uh, yeah. So anyway, all right. Let's talk about this Mayweather fight. Because I completely forgot what the fuck we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking back to all my Russian porn I've been watching. <laughs> I'm trying to pull up the site and see what it what it gives me now. Oh, now lame. It's giving me like some paychecks ad. Lame. Bring back the blonde. <laughs> all right, Floyd Mayweather. I certainly haven't been checking paycheck shit. No, definitely not. I don't want to talk about that. Holiday season was rough on me. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I was not talking to. Oh, I'm not really worried about that. Somebody was talking the other day. Oh, it was about the whole uh, card moving to L.A. I think it was Dan Shapiro or somebody like hit me up on Twitter. It was, and it was the whole like, hey, I'm 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 impressed that the UFC was able to sell out the forum. And they're like, well, yeah, you got uh, uh, everybody's got that extra holiday money in their pocket. Uh, yeah. I'm like, who has extra money in their pocket yeah. in the holidays? Like, if anything, that's I'm, that's what I'm most hurt. Yeah. Worst case, I got like a, I got a food phone uh, like a food card that my mom sent me. Like, here, right. go to Outback. <laughs> I'm rolling in some motherfucking Outback card. I think I have a leftover Red Lobster card that she sent me last year. So if I want to blow it up. Now, if I, could trade, if I could, could trade, trade those in for UFC, for UFC tickets, tickets. woo. All right, let's talk about this Mayweather fight because you did end up watching it. Here's here's the thing that I am surprised to see coming out of it is how many people are just certain that, that it was a work. And oh, ridiculous. I, I don't understand. Now, I watched it live, uh, and I haven't gone back and watched the full fight since that. Uh, I have yeah. seen the clips and that sort of thing. Well, I guess we can, we can right? That's right. We have it on replay. We just have to hop in our plane and jump down to Argentina. (laughs) Argentina. (laughs) But I just – I don't understand why people thought it was work. Now, I will say this. When Mayweather came out and he had, like, the most disinterested look on his face and he was, like, pawing jabs. Yeah, but it was that swagger that he was just laughing. He was, like, talking about, like, oh, I could almost see, like, he was like, man, look how serious he's taking it over there. Yeah, I I thought he was was definitely trying to show him up, right? He was like, you know, because the whole thing, he had been saying, like, right, we're just joking, we're just joking, we're just getting in there and moving around. I think that's how he worked him right there was the fact that, you know, even when I asked him that thing, I was like, can he take all rounds? 
are you going to try it? Do you have to win all the rounds? You do whatever. And he's like, he could take all of them. If he wants to, he's like, I don't care. I don't care. That's where he fucking tricked everybody because he wanted to go out there and make a point. I knew if he was going to go there, he wasn't going to take any losses of any rounds. He was going to literally let the kid punch himself out and just wail on him. Yep. But you got to, the size difference of those two, especially on fight night Dude, it when big. it got was huge. It was big. That's he literally tension got bullied. This was not a matter of like uh, you know, oh, I'm going to take a hit and and flop. Did you see the tears in his face, you know? That's what I don't see the whole the whole work aspect. Unless, of it. unless they if you were trying to if you I were mean, trying to work it, why would you get your 20-year-old star destroyed? Yeah. I mean, destroyed. Right. Why would you set I mean, that up? Granted, it's a loss to the greatest boxer ever in sure. a boxing sure. match. You know, it's same. I mean, it's the same thing. Look at uh, you, you Connor. Sh- it's not like Connor's swagger look, didn't hurt too much. Tension about is it. twenty years old. You shouldn't think any right. less of him. The guy is an incredible kickboxer, <laughs> and he's got some mixed martial arts skills as well. But you put him against the greatest, one of the greatest boxers of all time. Yeah. In a boxing match, as Floyd said going in, I'm never going to be in a match where not where everything isn't on my side. He's like, I'm the A side. I right. set the rules. It's always I mean, going to be in my favor. Kid, the kid fought it. He's fought at flyweight. He's fought at bantamweight. He's fought at featherweight. You know, Wiki lists him at 121. Yeah, fellas, come on. Like, what did what did Connor and Floyd fight at? 147. Yeah, but typically Floyd probably he probably went in this fight because who knows what he went after weight. He looked like he was a good 170 uh, ish yeah. or more. He looked. Thick, like I guarantee, tension probably wasn't far off his typical weight. It was probably, it felt like twenty five thirty pound. It looked like a oh, yeah. twenty five thirty pound difference at least going in there. And that was the difference of. Remember when uh, Connor fought Nate that first time? His energy level was different, but the the punches did so much more damage that he was just like, "Whoa, what is this yep. that's coming at me?" Tension's never felt like that, and let alone those shots. That one shot that landed on the back of the head, we see it all the time where guys take that shot in the back of the head and they lose the equilibrium. Like his feet literally went out. Exactly. This kid is not a good enough actor <laughs> to do what he did with his legs. Like that was legit stanky leg, fall to the ground, hurt. And then the emotion in his face, I, I thought two things. I thought, there wow, he's so upset, or man, I wish they didn't have my mom held hostage right now that I had to give up this fight, you know, because that's what it would take to get that emotion. So true. That was real. That was real pain. That was real. Like he 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 literally thought he was going to go in there and be able to to stand against him. He bought all the hype, and I think he probably believed the fact that Con or uh, Floyd wasn't really going to work it. The Con- Floyd was going in. I keep wanting to say Connor now. That <sighs> Floyd was going to go in there and just use it as a sparring, and that tension was going to go out, be able to go out there and look like the more uh, aggressive fighter. And when he came, you know, Floyd did like what he does: put his hands up, took some shots, and I think it was just like, I'm not feeling anything. I'm not feeling anything. I think as soon as he saw tension come out and throw like a huge right hand to start off, he was like, "Oh, we're doing this for real." Like, yeah. I'm now you're in trouble. Yeah, now you're in trouble. Oh my god! And by the way, I should say. Uh, Connor and Floyd fought at 154, but but Floyd weighed 149 and a half. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I think they weighed in 10 pounds different, but it was the weigh-in with clothes on. I mean, it's dude, he was way bigger. Dude, he was so much bigger, man. When he started working like the midsection, when he dropped, did he drop him with the shot to the stomach? Yeah, he dropped remember, him with the. Yeah. Oh my lord! When I saw, that, I was like, holy shit! Like yeah. Floyd is bringing it. Floyd went in there with the idea of I'm just gonna get in and get out and get the paycheck and. 
sorry for this kid. You yeah. know, he gave him good props I afterwards, just, but he led the kid on. He led the kid think that he was going to just spar with him and that was going to be a fun little exhibition. And you were going to come catch him. But he literally came out there to knock his head off, you know, and it was brutal. I just wow. I just don't see the work. I didn't see work for and I, and I get the I get the people. I understand the the arguments, but if just nothing else, just why would you set that up as a work? Why would you get your 20-year-old star who you hope to have for for years and years and years in the future, why would you get him destroyed? Not barely lose, you know, not right. edged out by the legend. No, no, destroyed. And then, like you said, the emotion, he would have to be one of the greatest actors of all right. time to, to, to ball right. the way if he, he was, did. If it was a fix, the kid would have just played sad and left and then yeah. just wouldn't count his money to the bank. He wouldn't have taken it that far. I mean, it's just ridiculous. But it, it, I think just the, the power and the precision of where Floyd, it was like Floyd just had, uh, I mean, he tension didn't block any of the shots that did the damage. So having Floyd's precision and let alone being the bigger guy and having power, it was just like a video game for him. You know, it's like it he could see hit here, hit here, hit here, knockout, repeat, hit here, hit here, drop him. You know, uh, it was just crazy. But yeah, to see in the motion or whatever, it, 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 there was no benefit for you know him to 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 drop it, and in, in all aspects he was gonna you know lose it anyways. But he would have gave a give better showing. He would have right. tried to do a little something, and maybe he did. But nah, man, it was not a fix, man. It was just two people that were in two totally different levels. Two it's like, totally different levels, which is crazy because tension it has power. He had great. I mean, watching his. Um, when I go back and his look at the open workout. highlight reel is insane. It's insane. Oh, the, yeah, the and even ones. just watching when he opened workout, when he was hitting mitts, it looked great. But that's working with your, your, your mitts, man. You know, working against a guy like Floyd made it feel like how I would look like if I walked in there and tried to, to, to go with Floyd. Yeah. That's what it looked like. I mean, and so I can see where somebody's like, man, he's he's got skills, but he didn't show anything. He looked like he didn't show up. I think it was just the, the pressure of the night got to him. Mm-hmm. And he just didn't get to show up. But I think also the first couple shots rocked him. I That's just don't. I just I, don't think he recovered. I think he from never. It. I think he never recovered from that first no. series of shots where he just got and he he tried to get up and tried to rush back to it and he, right. you know. And I guess probably part and of your that, team's not going to fucking throw in the towel like yeah. that. You got the whole team on the fix. I mean, like your whole team, they would have let him take more and they would have let it be an, uh, a knockout. Yeah. Like I mean, I well maybe not. Maybe they don't well, want. I think you know part know. of it. Now that I think about it, in retrospect, part of it is maybe that you know the the whole three round thing. I mean, you know, going in, I can't waste any time, right? I've only right. got three rounds. Like, there's no feeling out process because when he got rocked, I feel like he should have like held back a little bit and kind of because you could tell he never cleared his head. Right. Like, he never recovered. He was just get. But maybe that whole mentality of like, well, I know I've only got three rounds to work with. Well, Floyd didn't give him any room though either. That's true. Like, you watch Floyd was literally when the the ref was checking on Floyd was right behind him. I thought the ref would have separated and made him like back, yeah. go back a little bit, and he did a little bit. Floyd so wasn't a giving pro. him. He's like he he knew he, was, he had a wounded animal in front of him. So yeah. I mean, it wasn't the matter. Of, I don't think tension was like pushing it. I think he initially he did. Then he got rocked. But then it was Floyd smelt blood in the water. Man, he just came at him it was it's crazy because i feel like we haven't ever seen floyd go like that no. floyd's like come to me yep. i'm gonna piece you up yep. come to me but this was he was like i'm chasing you down i'm i'm gonna finish this right now i got crazy. a party to go to <laughs> <laughs> gotta spend that nine million i thought it was supposed to be so much more than that nine million for an exhibition is not no, bad but he said it was he said it was a uh, 
I thought he made when he said the numbers. I thought it was going to be in the double digits oh. of of it. Nah. Well, at least that's what it made it. I'd have to go back and listen, but I, I swear when we had the presser at, from the gym, it he was talking like it was going to be. You say how, it was eight figures. Seven figures would be over a million. I want to say yeah. He said it was like eight figures, eight, figures. eight, or eight to nine figures. Decimal point in there. Something. I don't know. Not bad. Nine million. All right. Uh, but the real MMA attraction of the night, the real uh, fight I think that most people were interested in, Kyoji Horiguchi beat Darian Caldwell to claim the Ryzen Bantamweight title. And if all holds true to form, to set up a Bellator title fight as well. And I got to say, uh, man, Horiguchi, I've been a fan of Horiguchi for so long. I thought Horiguchi was a guy that would have a chance to beat Demetri Johnson, but I always just thought he got rushed into that first title shot. I mean, I always wanted them to fight again at some point. It doesn't look like that's probably ever going to happen. But um, got to say, man, I was impressed with Horiguchi here. Caldwell Caldwell had him in some trouble early on, and the wrestling was working very, very well for him. And Horiguchi definitely benefited early on from uh, from the ring. You know, there were a couple times where basically his, his arm was – outside of the surface where he would have been trapped against the cage. It would have been tough for him to move, um, and, and he had some room to work. But, I mean, surprising finish to, to get the, the guillotine choke. Uh, but overall, I mean, I was just impressed with Horiguchi. Even though he was losing the fight yeah. up until the moment he, he won it, I was impressed with what he was showing. It. And I won't say I wasn't impressed with Darian Caldwell. I, I don't think this is Caldwell's best performance ever. Um, I do think maybe this fight – Goes a little differently uh, in a cage, though. I think if they if this thing does happen in Bellator, I think maybe this goes yeah. a little different in a cage. It was weird. I thought he did a good job at first adjusting to it. The whole thing when they sort of went through the ropes and then they stop him. All right, no, slide over a little bit, slide over a little yeah. bit. Was just weird. And uh, I mean, I get it. You got to do it, but I agree. I mean, Caldwell was. I wouldn't say easily, but he was dominating. You know, he did yeah, seem he was- a little. He seemed a little bit. Um, I don't, I don't want to say the word was like sluggish at first, but once he started getting going, I mean, like, yeah, he was damaging him, and I think he just got caught. But, man, uh, I thought he looked good up until that point, and he was so – I mean, I was surprised that he, 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 like, ran out right afterwards, ran out of the oh yeah the, the ring and left, so you could tell he was upset about it. But uh, I agree. I think in the cage, I think it will go just how it started. And I, I think with not having to stop and lose momentum and reposition and all that other shit – I think Horiguchi would doesn't have a, an opportunity to kind of, you know, react to some of that stuff because you know he'd be taking elbows or yep. something along those lines. But again, you get caught and you get caught in this mission. I mean, you, you got to be wary of it. But it was good. It was a good fight. It was good. It was a good fight. And and more than so bad for Coker sitting right well, there in that front that, row watching it all. That's the thing. See, that's what I took out of this fight more than anything. I mean, you know, props to Darian Caldwell for for going over to, to fighting in somebody else's rule set to fighting in a ring versus a cage, which is totally different. You know, we've seen it. We saw how, you know, people have struggled over the years to make those adjustments going from one way to the other. But that's what I take most out of this is that I thought it was so cool that Scott Coker allowed this to happen. And then, obviously, he's there ringside. He's got to watch his guy get beat. And does that make him, you know, have second guesses next time of saying, that didn't work out so well for me last time. I'm not sure I want to do this again. Yeah. I mean, what's nice is the fact that the fighters were into it. You know, the organizations are into it. So even though, yeah, I mean, he definitely, uh, I guess, this, his star took a, a, a loss. But 
still, I think, giving him that cre- that opportunity to do it, and the fighters were into it. You know, I think it'd be great if he did win because then you'd feel the same thing from the you know from the Ryzen side. But I loved it. I thought I thought the whole cross you know uh, promotion thing was good, and I mean, makes makes me want to see it again. You know. I, Kudos to Horiguchi. Yeah, it was great. It's man. exciting. I do, and I do hope they. Pl- I do hope they follow through on the on the plan. Which, which would is... be shitty if they don't. I mean, it's yeah. like, bro, you said that we could do an immediate rematch, yep. which they should have just said right off the get go. They were immediately running it back, anyways. True. Like, who's gonna let's, it's, not let's just do use... a home and home series? Yeah, like who's not going to do it? I mean, it's the same it, thing. Same thing that happens like a uh, uh, like Ohio State. A lot of times they'll check their schedule, but they'll schedule like an off schedule somebody right uh, the year before, and it's like, oh fuck. USC, we got to go to USC, but it's like, oh yeah, they're coming then to they our place next, next year. year, and it's like that's awesome, you know, you get to see it and you get to anticipate it and and know that it's coming. So the fact that they're like, all right, well, you know, you we can pull that rematch clause, like who wouldn't, unless yeah. you know, unless it was so bad that you're just like, I don't want no more of that, you know, like why schedule it? But uh, I, I I don't see why they wouldn't do it, but um, that was awesome. I mean, it was. I had a lot of fun, yeah. even though I was tired of shit getting up watching it. Oh, <laughs> it was worth it. I was, it was worth it. I was certain. Uh, Yaka Hamasaki claimed the women's super atomweight title. She looked impressed with that. Yuri Prochaska, who uh, is a guy from uh, the Czech Republic that I've heard a lot of people say um, should maybe come to the UFC for that for that card in Prague. I don't know if there's going to be time enough for them to make that happen to turn it around, but he looked impressive. And Brandon Halsey, if you haven't seen this one, uh, it's worth it because it's one of the more odd fights you'll ever see. Because Brandon Halsey is basically like throwing himself out of the ropes, uh, and it's it's uh, it's it's definitely worth checking out just for the sheer weirdness of it. It was definitely the oddest fight of the night, other than maybe of course Gabby Garcia. But it feels like every Gabby Garcia fight is a bit of a weird fight. How she's, bad was that? She's just massive. I mean, she just dominated uh, her countrywoman there, Barbara Nepomuchino. Who was zero? Who was zero and zero? Yeah, she's oh, a, that's she was a kickboxer, and she she had similar size, but even she was, was she well. This picture makes her look cute. As similar size as you can get to Gabby Garcia. Yeah, Gabby Garcia is huge. Uh, this says she's five ten. What is Gabby? I'm just going off the the topology stats. Says Gabby is six foot two. Yeah, I was gonna say I think a little she's bit of a different. And she was like two twenty five. I think she had like fifteen pounds on her. So, wow. uh, but yeah, she just threw her to the ground, got inside control, and key locked her. It's just. It's impossible. Zero. No That's can a defend. tough professional debut. No can defend. Holy cow. Uh, our guy Damian Brown picked up the win over Darren Cruikshank. Typical uh, beat-down Brown fashion. He was taking some damage on the feet, getting <laughs> rocked a little bit, and then was able to uh, to get the guillotine choke when Darren Cruikshank uh, shot in on him. So that was that was good to see. I always like Damian Brown, man. He's always been a good dude to talk to. So uh, happy to see him out there. Uh, and some, some interesting – Submissions on the prelims because Yugi Miyata picked up the hammerlock uh, submission over Erickson Yamamoto. If you haven't seen this highlight, definitely do it. It's uh, it's brutal, man. He gets the gets the gets the arm pinned behind the shoulder and then cranks up on it, just putting incredible pressure. I mean, it looks painful. And when he lets go of the hold, like the arm's kind of stuck there. The referee has to kind of pull it around there. Ouch! And then uh, Johnny Case just busted up Yusukiachi. The right eye was, I mean, just. Nasty. Oh, there. I did just, see that. Oh, I, did, well, I saw the the highlight. Yeah, image Johnny Case was just picking him apart there. Uh, Yuki Matoya with the TP choke submission of Justin Scoggins. Uh, always, we, we've always been a, a, a Justin Scoggins kind of a kind of a show here, and uh, he unfortunately got tapped there with the rarely seen TP choke. Uh, Oka Sasaki looked uh, fantastic in picking up a decision over Mano Kapi. I like uh, I like Sasaki, man. So yeah. 
Uh, yeah, it was a fun kid. card, man. Overall, it was it was a fun, fun card. Uh, it's just, goddamn, eight hours. Is That's long. Overnight. Um, I should say, by the way, we didn't pick any fights on that, but this year winding up, you are the champion. The 2018 Cue the MMA queen. Junkie Picks I am the champion. champion. That's crazy, right? Crazy, man. The Out whole of nowhere. Year. First year, man, just... It was a sleeper. It was a sleeper sort of role. I started. I didn't start great. Didn't start great, but towards the middle to the third part of the season, I think I, I definitely caught up. And Thank then you, the la- the I end of it. Some, Thank you. I'll, I'll, I'll clap for that. I'll, applause. And then end of the season. Yeah. Then it was just holding on for dear life. <laughs> but no, it was good. That was fun. You get the uh, little. You get the little gold thing next to your I'm name like, next when, year. I'm like, when? 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 I was like, when's the trophy presentation? When do we see the email? Like, I've heard nothing. I'm almost like they're just like. <laughs> Fuck Kenny. We're not sending out a message to say you won do we or whatever. A, uh, I have no idea. This is the first year I've taken part in it. I don't think it. we usually do anything. It's really just for bragging rights. Yeah, it's just unceremonious. But just like I'm just waiting to next year. The first pick, the I'll trophy. see the little yeah, trophy icon. the little trophy next to your name. 2018 champion. Ah. It's pretty pretty solid work, man. I've I've always been. Like, I, did, I did pretty good numbers. I think I've been. I was second one year, and then I'm usually like third or fourth. I mean, I'm usually never like won the it top. Nah, I've never won it, man. I'm jealous. I had pretty good percentage. I the definitely true, I was over over fifty percent. The true is, MMA expert at the table. It's <laughs> really cold coffee. The answer is just go with your gut and who's cuter. That's how I pick. You, you look at the two guys and figure no. out which one you think is <laughs> cuter. Fucking don't. <laughs> <laughs> what a bizarre pick process. <laughs> I'm like, whose names rhyme with candy cane? And that's the pick. That's nobody. I'm just <laughs> making shit. Uh, I like Cade Velasquez because I, it reminds me of candy cane. It reminds cane. me of Christmas, and Christmas makes me happy, so Cade Velasquez. <laughs> I like turkey, and this guy poor Dan, has a... Poor Dan Tom's watching like 12 hours of footage a day, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just breaking down that the was, intricacies. That was the dude I was watching. I was like, man, I got to catch up to Dan Tom. And when I finally caught up to Dan, then it was like, that was a dude that I was so focused on, like... What's Dan's pick? Like afterward, like when I was watching the uh, the fights, I'd have staff picks open. I'm like, all right, who did Dan pick? I'm like, all right, who did I pick? I'm like, okay, I really got to watch this fight, you know? So every time we, I got one back, I was like, yes. So it's good. I, I didn't see what the final number is. I think I, I, think I pulled it up by like 10. That's crazy. Or pretty close. I, I didn't That's do so huge. well with PFL. I didn't do so well with PFL. I think I went maybe two and three or three and two. Yeah. Well, there I, were six I, of them. So. Six. Well, then <laughs> two and maybe four or three. Like and one, three. you just didn't turn I in picked, a pick. Uh, I picked a – I know I did a, a Palmer and I did Linz for sure. Right. And then I might have picked up one other one. If not, I might have went two for four. That was rough. Um, no, and I got – I got. I, I didn't pick uh, Cooper. I went with uh, – who was it? Megamid Karimov? Yeah, Megamid Karimov. So I, I think that was it. I think I went three and three on that day. I, yeah, I didn't do great there either. I had Vinny. I thought Vinny would beat Sean. So Ron. did I. Man. Vinny was exhausted. He was just done for. Man, O'Connell just kept coming, man. And he was. Just kept just, coming in his just face. Just coming He's in his face. Stop. And he wasn't going <laughs> to stop. Shout out to Bobby Green. Uh, but, yeah, that was that was 
That was impressive. You know it sucks because that was the final How I was most Taylor? torn up. Well, I was gonna say let's, so let's get into let's get into World Series or World Series. God damn. Let's get into PFL. Yeah. Uh, no, same thing. Same say, thing. Same except thing. for the million dollar pitch. I, I I love man. I you know this was the moment we were waiting through all year to build to this moment where guys were getting million dollar paychecks and you said it right out the bat you get Lewis Taylor and I mean how amazing is that, that awesome. for him to finish it the way he finished but man that his celebration you know my 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 house is paid off now you know girls your school is paid that off was now pretty cool. that is that is exactly what i want to hear you know yeah. like dude this changed my yeah. life now look the shot of the family immediately afterwards was great like you saw the wife the wife immediately ditched the kid she wanted to run into the <laughs> ring and i could see at one point where you, you saw like ray was like hold on hold on but you saw then it flashed back to the kids one kid completely grasped it and was like super happy the other one was kind of like happy but teary. I think it was more of like dad won, right. you know, but not really grasping the fact of what it meant. But when they were in the ring and he said like the house is paid off, then you hear like the wife sort of just like laugh and and, and agree with that. And then it's said the kids thing, and that's when you I, when you really look at the kids, I think they grasp like what yeah. this meant for their life. Like it's life changing, you know. It's completely life changing. Even after taxes, that's it. It doesn't it's still mean hugely life changing. It doesn't mean you never have to work again. No. It doesn't mean you never have to compete again. But just to know, I mean, think yeah. about it. If you could, if I could right now, get rid of my mortgage payment. Right. That takes a huge difference in the amount right. of money I need you to feel, make to survive. You feel each like month. you win the lottery, just right there. If if Eli's college <laughs> was paid for, if I right. know his college is done, shit, you gotta worry about his high school. Son. Oh, I know. <laughs> I don't even talk to you about it, man. <laughs> You're already skipping uh, his private schooling. Yeah, public school in Las Vegas is not necessarily the best. No, so I mean, God love you if you're we're a hoping listener for some and you're kind of scholarship. <laughs> yeah, like. From when I that was one of the first things when I moved to people were like the school system is not, not great you know but uh, but yeah so <laughs> I mean to, 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 for guys like to be changed man I I thought that was awesome so that that to and start to show guy, off that way six different motherfuckers six different guys fantastic Lance Palmer uh, you know I, I, I like Palmer. Steven Siler a lot but Lance Palmer I just yeah I, you kind of big knew. respect to to, to to Siler I mean he always been a fan of him and I loved he's him a when good he was dude but Lance Palmer is a beast and, and, and he's I know a Buckeye man I'm die hard of course you got his back you you actually shot him in college yeah we talked he, about before but you actually yeah. overlapped his time there yeah it was it was awesome so I got to see him as a senior there I actually did like their senior his senior year like uh video highlight for like the the banquet you know there so that's I'm, funny so when i first saw him it, getting in the mma i was like dude i wondered if i was ever going to see like a buckeye you know at least somebody that was there when i was there go through it so yeah i'm diehard uh palmer fan it's hard for me i mean i can pick against him i probably won't usually just because it's my buck i love but i was super happy for him but so that a was a good of, fight it's man. not a lot of people i'd pick against him man he's that uh, was a good fight Lance palmer's tough you know he's out training out extreme couture now so that kind of yeah. adds to it he's, he's a vegas guy as well uh nate and schulte surprised me over rasheed magomedov did not uh, pick him I, good I, for him i thought rasheed from the very beginning of the year was probably going to win that tournament so yeah. i was i was surprised but to he, see that oh, one schulte's beast he dude is, like man. after watching him and just seeing him come forward he's a guy i have pay attention so to much respect for him yep was he undefeated going in or yeah, i think close, he, he, had, he has a really really good record he had one of the ones he was one of the guys that had a draw in the quarterfinals i remember he had a he had the uh a draw with johnny case but then you get the first round win or whatever okay. so he, he didn't lose on the way he is definitely somebody that you need i i, I will make a point to uh, i agree to keep an eye on him i was so impressed with his performance and uh 
Dude, he's a beast, man. He is. Sean O'Connell beating Vinny Magalesh. This was the one I was most torn on, man, because obviously Vinny has been a Vegas guy for a long, long time. Uh, You know, I see him at Extreme Couture. Um, You know, a guy that has admitted he kind of probably squandered some of his prime because he was kind of lazy at the time, but but he was really focused and dialed in, and he'd be on a hell of a run. But then you have Sean O'Connell, who is just a good dude, man, and he's been—he was in some great scraps in the UFC, you know, mm-hmm. not, you know, not necessarily the most naturally athletically gifted dude or whatever, but just, you know, nose to the grindstone, you know, just gonna come at you and and, and not back down, is willing to get. Bro- I, I saw it, I heard it there, <laughs> I, I I started to catch it's myself. It's like we've right ruined up. that whole we phrase totally, now. Totally ruined that. Uh, he's. he's <laughs> <laughs> he's willing to get in your face. He's really there. You go. Yeah. Uh, in your face. No, right but you know he's throat. a tough and and right he's he's always been throat. such a good dude. He's entertaining. You know what I mean? He's he's, he's a radio show host. Uh, he always has the funny weigh-in gimmicks where he's you know doing something. The, yeah. the, the you know it's good. So I was torn on this one, but I thought Vinny was going to be too much. But Sean O'Connell showed his durability, showed his grit, and and was able to last through some difficult positions with Vinny. Um, and then it, it just became, you know, it, it was clear that Vinny had nothing left to give, and they they waved off the fight. Yeah. And uh, and Sean O'Connell won a million bucks and then retired. I mean, was that him? Was that Vinny's decision, or was was his uh, corner? Yeah, I mean, I because I don't know if he I, if he muttered something, just like I'm done. And then I haven't like, talked to him since then. I'm actually going to go over there in a little bit, and, and maybe I'll I'll see if I run into anybody over there. I I, I didn't see the audio between them or hear the audio between who kind of yeah. made the call, but I think it was pretty. I mean. I didn't have a problem with it, I'll tell you that. Yeah, no, I mean, he was having a hard time uh, getting up off the ground exactly. a lot of times. I mean, like, I thought Sean did a great job of kind of recognizing that and then sort of by asking for him to keep getting up and then seeing that time. That just – the ref sees that every yep. time, every time, and I'm sure that was weighing on his on his mind. So, like, it, it, he was in a bad, bad spot. But, yeah, I just couldn't remember because I, I tried to watch it and I was trying to see if I could see the moment – where they was like, I'm done or whatever, and it was just kind of get all the people kind of coming in there, so I wasn't quite sure if it was a corner because, you know, even going to, like we talked about the tension thing, I think corners now are doing a better job of taking an active role to protect their fighters, which yep. they should. I could see where it's there to push them, push them beyond what they know they can do. You know, you know, I think if you have that relationship and you know, like, Man, Kenny's just going to be an asshole. I know if I tell him, get off your fucking chair, you can go in there and do it. Right. But there's a point where it's like you have to realize that you're supposed to help protect your fighter as well, almost protect him for himself. So I wasn't quite sure if this was one of those moments. So true, but- man. It's such, it's such an interesting dynamic because you have to make that decision. I mean, you don't want your guy to have a men- – you know, if, if the guy's having a moment of mental weakness and you know you can snap right. him out of it, you know, then you want to help him snap out right. of it. But if it's a legit – just they can't physically go anymore, and there's no right. reason to send them out there and, and, and risk brain damage, Who's risk long-term one? injury. Uh, Raquel. Raquel Pennington. Raquel Pennington was probably one of those ones where was she was like, she year. was like, no, I was fine. I'm glad my yep. – like they know what to do or whatever. If she was upset, she probably would have said something after the fact, you know. So, But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's weird. Maybe, maybe 2019, maybe this will be the year where we see maybe more of an active role where people are doing those sort of things, you know. Playing, uh, I don't know, doing what they're supposed to do, I guess. Yeah, it's but it is a, a tough it's balance. It's a difficult argument because, yeah. you know, you. I mean, f- from Vinny's perspective, I mean, you could go out there and lay on the ground and right. happen to catch his leg. You know, Imanari roll into him. Right. You know, all the Ryan Hall, BJ Penn. You know, oh, wow. But uh, you know, it's. I don't think he had the energy to do that one. <laughs> that was nuts. I don't, I don't think he could either. <laughs> uh, Philippe Lins, uh TK over Josh Copeland and Megamed Megamed Karamov. Uh, 
got the uh, surprising win there over Ray Cooper the third, who had been kind of the the Cinderella story the Cinderella, going yeah. into it. He certainly wanted man watching him in the backstage, man. You kind of wanted him, kind of wanted him to win it. Uh, you could see, uh, you know, what it would mean to him and his family. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a good fight. But it's kind of hard, man. It's what a sport, man. You you see so much of this stuff where you see their families, you see the the people that are immediately affected by wins and losses oh. and you just want everyone to win but you know that everyone can't win and it's uh i don't know it's weird maybe it's it as i'm getting older i mean fuck i watch some commercials sometimes and i get moved <laughs> that's how ridiculous <laughs> so when i watch sometimes like fighters and you watch it and you see this stuff man it's hard to not be affected a little bit by it and not feel bad because you realize the hard work that they put into it you know and that was another one you know just i think buying into the story and buying into the cinderella part you know we were certainly hoping for it or playing it up in in stories you know it would have been a nice ending so to see it end that way and you could see the the loss and see it reflecting in his face is just like fuck it's so true man you know the the one that i guess probably registered for me most recently was uh was brian ortega yeah you know, we were in toronto and, uh, you know, Ortega, you know, I got out there for cage side to, to, to see that fight. And, and I stayed after, you know, to, 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 to get some film of the guys walking by. But, um, man, Ortega, you know, who's, who's been so good to us on the show, yeah. has been a good friend of the show. Uh, man, he was, he was just physically beat up, you know what I mean? And you know what that fight meant to him. So you yeah. see not only the physical condition that he's in, but also, you know, the heartbreak and the mental thing that they're yeah. going through and they got to walk by you. And, uh, you know, we kind of, we kind of made eye contact real quick and, 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 you know, I was just like, Hey man, keep your head up, you know, cause that was amazing. I mean, obviously he showed heart in that, you yeah. know, um, but it's, but it's hard to, it's hard to watch. And it's one reason I always say like, uh, I, I love shooting those little videos of like guys to the winners as they walk past. I won't, I won't shoot the losers, man. I just, I feel like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's just their, it's their lowest moment, man. And like, don't, don't necessarily stick a camera in their face right yeah. there. Yeah. Especially if you like build up a, a little bit of a relationship just seeing them over and over yeah there's times where it's like you want to clap for them you want to to like thank them you know but you know you're not really supposed to clap on the on the press row you're not trying to show favoritism sometimes you just want to reach out and just give them a handshake give that like hand over hand cup it and just say like brother thank you or, or sister yeah. you know thank you for giving what you did out there you know and uh it's crazy. Sometimes you just want to give him a hug because it's like I get it, you know. I, I get what you're, you know, you're feeling, and and uh, man, it's a crazy sport. It's a crazy, <laughs> crazy sport. Crazy sport. And to prove how crazy it is, uh oh, Nemirov. Let's talk about UFC 232. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna shout pull out some honey pepper. Shout out to Nemirov. Yeah, I, I believe we got got a little bit more vodka heading this way to yes, the MMA Road do. Show, do we? So yes, I guess we you do. didn't scare him off. <laughs> I guess she didn't scare them off. Either A, they respected the honesty, or B, they just didn't listen. Or they just didn't listen. <laughs> it was one of the two, but they're, they're sending like, us oh, some we're more We're going to send you some original vodka and or some more honey pepper. So, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to try it. I've been hearing, I've been seeing them up all over the place. <laughs> too great. Uh, good too shit. Great. All right, uh, UFC 232. Uh, should say, by the way, wanted to do an and a half episode. We were there. We were there in L.A., but we basically were both working until until we had to go. I would say I didn't stop working. <laughs> so here's my plan in 2019. Starting with Brooklyn, I booked an 8 p.m. flight out of Brooklyn. Whoa. That's right. 8 p.m. the next day? 8 p.m. on Sunday night. 8 p.m. on Sunday night. So I gave myself 
plenty of time because you know what? You're just going to be sending me all the damn shit to edit anyways. Well, somebody's got to record it. I mean, it's not that hard to edit, right? <laughs> no, I meant like the footage from the night, the fight night stuff. Oh, no. Come on, man. I'll be producing that on site. But uh, I, I definitely want to get – and this is my commitment to – uh, the the roadshow listeners in 2019. I I want to get back to doing as much and a half content as possible because and I what? love and a half content as possible. One uh, more time. And a half. Uh, because uh, I love the post fight content. I know as a fan, as a consumer, like that's kind of what I want as well. But I'll just be honest with you, and 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 you can line it up on a calendar pretty easy. Um. Once we lost Dan and we were a man down, the way that schedules changed and responsibilities changed, um, it's just gotten tougher and tougher and tougher, you know? Um, but I want to get back to it because I enjoy doing it and I love doing it. I think people dig the post-fight content. I know they do, and I always appreciate when people hit me up on Twitter or whatever and say, hey, man, thanks for doing that. So uh, starting with Brooklyn, I, I I am booking later flights out. I've talked to my wife. Whoa. I've told her it means a little more time away from home, but she is understanding and uh, we'll get back to doing more and a half content uh, this year. So That's good. Um, good stuff. But I did want to talk to you about uh, USC 232 since we didn't get to talk about it uh, that night. It was a crazy week, you know, being the uh, the holiday week that it was and everything changing, you know, switching mm-hmm. from Vegas to, to L.A. last second. Um, but I want to get your impressions, man. John Jones defeating Alexander Gustafson pretty handily to be honest with you um yeah you know I think it was clear that Alex wasn't at 100% I mean certainly seeing him limp into that press conference you could see how bad I mean did you see him fair Jones limped in as well he did but did you see Alexander Gustin struggle to stand up after he was done or you might uh-huh. not so you might have been turning off your camera because you're trying to flip things right away so Alexander gets done and he's sitting there and of course he's admitted you know he's got a growing problem um but he's trying to get up but obviously with his growing hurt, you know, you can't put a lot of pressure on it. So he's basically like trying to like rock himself a little bit on the chair to get some momentum to get out of the out of the chair. It took him a good like maybe it seemed longer than ten seconds, fifteen seconds maybe to like get out of the chair because he was in such pain. I was wow. like, Wow. That yeah, that nice. goes to show you. So you know, impressed by John Jones here. I thought John Jones Maybe not an overwhelmingly dominant fight, but certainly a strategic masterpiece. I mean, I thought he it was pretty dominant. Yeah, I mean, I guess when I say not dominant, I guess it's not like he went in there and just beat the shit out of Alexander right. Gustin. But from a tactical right. standpoint, completely dominant. Right? Yeah. He, he didn't allow Alex to do anything. No, his game plan was good. I mean, he he, he did what we what we said. I mean, just the way that he gets into a situation is able to kind of flow from one thing to not you know to another. It's incredible. But, I mean, it, it came down to just like we talked about, like the, the Jones that fought prior to the Jones now, so much more thought and just maybe preparation in his game for this particular version of him. Like, it made he made the first version look like this young, naive guy that just happened to, to do well when he went in there. Right. This was a guy that had been working to hone his craft and – let alone came in with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, which is Definitely. never a good thing. But, man, he looked night and day so much better. I mean, even the Jones that came off of a break that fought OSP would have got his ass whipped by this version of Jones. Yep. It was just two totally different things. So I think whatever mental switch that's went in uh, has finally taken place in his head, uh, at least for these fight 
weeks where he really prepares or fight camps that he really, really seems to be preparing, he's on a whole nother level. I mean, it's just I, – I it's scary. Agree. It, it it's is scary. It's scary for, I, like, anybody else in that particular division. It is scary. I, I just don't see who beats him other, other than himself, you know what I mean, as, as cliched as that may sound. I mean, John Jones is just incredible. So, yeah. so here's what I wonder is what you want to see next because I kind of like – I just don't think Daniel Cormier ever beats him at light heavyweight. And I don't know if Daniel Cormier beats him at heavyweight, to be honest with you. I'm not sure. I think if you're going to do it, you do it at heavyweight. Um, but here's what so here's what I'm getting at. You know, he said afterwards because he said, "Look, you know, Daddy's home, DC, come and get this belt." And I asked him point blank at the press conference, "Well, you know, if you were trying to smash somebody's legacy, like, wouldn't you move up to heavyweight and take yeah. his belt there too?" And I did. I kind of liked Jones's answer where he said, "Listen, man, this is not personal to me. I'm not trying to go steal everything he has. I'm not trying to take everything away from him. I just want to. I just want him to admit that he was never the light heavyweight champion. That I'm the light heavyweight champion. You know, <laughs> that's kind of taking something away. Well, from it me. is, but <laughs> but I mean, like, it is taking something away from him because you're right. I mean, that's part of legacy, right? Like, you're yeah. you're only the second guy to be a champ, champ or whatever. Like, I get that, but I think it would be more personal to go like, hey, you know what? bitch, I got your light heavyweight belt, and now I'm going to get your heavyweight belt too. Like That, to me, would be personal. And I kind of like the idea of of DC being able to stay heavyweight champion and, and maybe fight Brock Lesnar. And, and you know, I, I like the idea of, of, as John said, you know, DC being able to have something of his own as well. You know, because yeah. DC is one of the greatest to ever do it. He just happened to do it in the same division at the same time as John Jones, who may be the greatest to have ever done it. So, yeah. I like the idea of him saying that, you know what, I'm not really interested in going up to heavyweight. I don't want to mess with him. Let him have that little piece of himself. But But I want to mess with him, so come back down. Yeah, but yeah, (laughs) come down to me. But at the same time, at the same time, I just don't see how the UFC doesn't try to make that fight happen. I mean, John Jones versus Anthony Smith, John Jones versus Corey Anderson – no disrespect to those two guys as as contenders who put together great 2018s and who and who are making legitimate cases for themselves on paper but does that do one does either one of those fights do one tenth the pay-per-view value of you could add them both together and you're not you're not even you're not, not even, even close touching. right i mean a right. trilogy fight between jones and dc but but i just i don't see DC moving down to light heavyweight being a good thing. I just don't see that fight going any different. I feel like if he's healthier and bigger and gets to do it at heavyweight, then maybe it's more competitive there. So yeah. I, I I respect John Jones for saying, hey, DC, do what you got to do, man. I'm here at light heavyweight if you ever want to get a piece again. Yep. But I don't want to see – I think I want to see John Jones go to heavyweight and do the trilogy fight at heavyweight. I agree. I agree with you. I think, I think when DC vacated that belt, I think he, in a sense, was saying – he made peace with it. I think he made his peace with his time with John as the champ. DC is not going to go back down to light heavyweight to fight for that. I mean, he's he's done it twice. I think if anything else, but I also don't believe that Jones won't go up to heavyweight to fight him for it. Right. I think if that's the only way that the UFC is going to make that fight happen, and I know that they want, I feel like they want to make that happen, I think Jones will go up to heavyweight. Why not do the, the champ champ thing? He might say it right now, but it's, it could be even just head games that he's playing with Daniel right now. Like, right. get comfortable. I'm not coming up here. Think about coming down here. Oh, just kidding. Change your mind. I'm coming up, you know. So I still don't think 
that that's a, a not a uh, a done deal. I, I can see him still going up and doing the heavyweight. I don't see DC coming down. I think DC's done with it. I think he's I done think with so light too. heavyweight. I think he when he vacated, he made peace with it. Because like he's always said even before, like these belts can come and these belts are gone, but you're never going to take away the fact that I was the champ. Right. You know, so I think by him giving up, he was like, it's done. That thing's done. Let me go for these big ones. But if the Brock one, which sounds like it won't ever happen, uh, this is the and he wants one big final payday. Fighting Jones at heavyweight is that final big payday that he's going to get. I agree, and I don't. But as for when you talked about Smith and, and and Corey, love the dudes. I think they're good. But one, uh, if Alex got destroyed like this, I, I hate to say it, you know, I would. I, if I put Alexander against either one of those guys, I would pick Alexander I would agree. Uh, nine out of ten times. I would agree. So the fact of what happened to him, I don't see why that wouldn't happen. Um, granted, those guys do have a slightly different um, skill set. But when it comes to Anthony, he's got power. But that it's a striking. And like if you're going to go striker versus striker, John Jones and, and, and Anthony Smith – Love Anthony Death, and he's got good power, but I think Jones just pieces him up, and I think he's just too dynamic. He moves way too good. I mean, I think the different stuff that would be coming at him would just be would just be too much for him. Um, and Corey, you know, I mean, while he has great wrestling and things of that sort, like, wrestlers don't fare that well against Jones. Nope. You know, so I just – until you find somebody that is a freak of nature like John Jones right now – like you said, John Jones is his only real competition uh, to to defeat himself. So true. You know, at this particular point, you know, if he keeps going his trajectory right now, holy cow! I oh, mean, he could rack up some the numbers, numbers that he could put would just be ridiculous. So, so I just and, and I guess the other thing too about him moving to heavyweight is just and, and it's no again it's I not just it's Anthony Smith. It's not just Anthony Smith. <laughs> it's just a one off. Look, what other fight is out there? I mean, like maybe yeah. if Dominic Reyes gets a couple more wins, maybe you're talking about him. I mean, Maheta light heavyweight. If he has a couple more, you know, big knockouts, then you start saying, "Well, we need John Jones in there with a power guy that could potentially knock him out." Yeah. Um, but there's tough. just nothing that's going to get you the type of numbers that a trilogy fight with Daniel Cormier yeah. is going to get. I mean, and that's no offense to the guys that are at the top of the division. No. It's just that heat is real. I mean, that dynamic, that 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 fire that people just love watching and there's something about those two when you put them in a room and it's just like two magnets pushing against each other there's some sort of legit scientific force of nature that is taking place when those two get in a room <laughs> that they just literally hate cannot they hate each other hate and each other. and as much as you might be like oh Jones is a cheater man I want to vindicate the division I'm going to go in there and and destroy him that's just shit talking. Yep. That's not real like heat like these two have had. I mean, like these two have taken it to certain levels. I mean, they've even now have gotten it to where they brought in the wives. Oh. I mean, like they fucking went down areas that you normally just like, bro, please don't go that yeah. way. Just say he, he's a bad dresser, that he's overweight. You don't like his haircut, you know, but leave his wife and his flat her, her, her flat, ass. flat ass out of it. <laughs> like, come on. Like these guys legit hate each other and uh you can't uh you can't fabricate it enough to do that and the fact that there is history people are going to want to see if dc can do it and especially if it happens at heavyweight is a, another aspect to the story if i was a director if i'm a story writer and i'm like what best story can i write 
going back to that same chapter that we've had before, that same storyline, it's not going to have the same interest. you got to have something else to kind of tweak it a little bit. And right now, unfortunately for DC, the heavyweight angle is the only other way that makes sense. You know what might have a big impact on whether this fight happens or not is the NSAC meeting on January 29th. And I'm not talking about John Jones. I'm talking about Connor and Habib. Ah. If for some reason Connor and Habib both get like a year suspension and they're stuck out for the whole year, that's a lot of money to make up. The UFC is going to be needing money back. I mean, that 1.5 billion that's eventually coming from ESPN helps, yeah. but that's over five years. They're it's gonna, not like they got a big old paycheck, right. you know. So they're going to need to make some revenue, and I bet they start going. John, you sure you don't want to move up yeah. to heavyweight? Like it sure, That's sure, what sure will be a big paycheck up there. Makes same thing with like that whole cyborg uh, Nunez again, or or uh, Amanda versus you know, even Amanda versus Shevchenko. I mean, like that. I don't think that did great numbers, right. but I mean, at least there's a story there. Listen, um, let's talk about Amanda Nunez because this is the moment. That moment felt so big, man. Unreal. That felt bigger than any. I don't know, man. I don't know if. if it, First of all, the fight was just nuts. I mean, the yeah. fact that Amanda Nunes just went in there and was like, you know what, Cyborg, we're going to – let's, let's yeah. just dig in and throw down. Yeah. Unbelievable, right? No one does that with Cyborg. No one does that with Cyborg. Yeah. And, and just, I mean, to knock her out, you know, Mark Goddard was like right on the – should I go in? Should I go in? Should I go in? Boom. He knew he would get knocked the fuck yeah. out if he stepped in there. <laughs> like, he I'm was a little on the outside. He was like, uh, I will get knocked out. I, uh, I found as, as it started, once they started trading blows, when I went back and thought about it, I stopped breathing. Yeah. I found myself, I was holding my breath because it was just like, I was like, <gasps> you know, and then there was a moment because <laughs> yep. I remember I collectively gasped after it was done. And I was just like, was oh, I not breathing? Probably I was worked. like, holy shit. I, it was un. I had to stop. I had to stop typing. I couldn't type for a second. For yeah. like, I'm just looking around the arena, just like looking at people's faces and going like, oh my God, it, just soaking in the reaction. It was the picture perfect fight for Amanda. Not even, you can't even say like, Oh, the 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 game plan was just perfect. We worked it out. You know, there was no. It was she just went in there and stood and banged with her, and but literally was more precise. It was like, you know, I talked about magnets earlier about pushing it. It literally looked like her hands were just drawn to the to her face, like there was a string just pulling them into her face. It was so precise. I mean, granted, there was some. Yes, you could probably say, oh, well, this looked like a haymaker. This whatever. I mean, like. Once she hit it and it hurt uh, Cyborg, it was just finish. Yep. Was, she was in complete finish mode, and it was picture perfect. It was beautiful. It was it was unbelievable. It was it was probably some of the best MMA that I've seen. You know, not even talking yeah. about like women's MMA no. or men's MMA. That was hands down just fucking incredible. In terms of a one minute fight among yeah. the best one minute I mean just so that that was just a disma it was exciting, a dismantling man. it was better it was a better dismantling than what Jones did oh, to was. Gustafson Definitely. easily. Like Jones dismantled Gustafson and just shut everything yeah, tactical down. Tactical brilliance. Yeah. This was oh, just pure excitement and, and, and and Amanda Nunes, I know, has had this, you know, problem kind of becoming a star. You know, it's I, here's one thing that I think gets overlooked a lot, and I know a lot of people have said, you know, the UFC, I don't understand how they can't market her. Like, uh, you know, you've got the first openly gay champion in history. Like, the thing is, like, I'm, Amanda doesn't want to represent the gay community. She's, right. She doesn't want to be, like, a and figurehead that, and that of the gay community. And her sexuality shouldn't even be the angle. That, it's not I like agree. It's not like they're like, oh, hey, look at this. New puppy over here, like just on her accolades and how she carries herself 
and and her performances should be en- enough. I mean, I I, as well, I agree. I, but I think the, it should be noted because I, I see it a lot where people are like, yeah. "How stupid is the UFC? You've got the first openly gay champion in UFC history, oh, yeah, and you're not pushing her that way." Because like, people are doing the Nielsen numbers, and they're like, "Oh my lord, we're getting played in every gay bar everywhere. <laughs> we're going to reach this whole new market." Yeah, and just to, to be clear, I mean, we've had these conversations with her in various interviews. Like, it's not that she shies away from it, but it's yeah. just like. I don't. That's she makes right. it clear like that's not what she wants to right. be. You know, she doesn't want to be this lesbian right. figurehead or whatever. That's it. It's almost like people want to put a fucking asterisk on what she does right. because of it. You know, like that's just who she is. Right. You know, some some dudes like their girls. You know, and hey, they're a fucking champ. But yeah. nobody puts a fucking star and say, hey, look at this heterosexual dude. But I mean, I get it. I get the I get the need for people to want to say, look what as well she's done. You know, she's she's living life how she wants and blah 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 but just on terms of what she does should oh, be enough now, for the and UFC now I think it is and now I think to, it is to, to realize that the fact that I mean she's Brazilian but she speaks wonderful English it's we've getting, never it's had a better all the time we've it's never had a time. problem interviewing them she so we don't have that language ba- uh, barrier that sometimes has hurt us really sort of I think American population Her English might be better than cyborgs now yeah, why wouldn't it be? You know, I think so. I Cyborg, mean, Cyborg speaks good. Cy- English, I think she, I don't she has, even think she about it. Like, act, she has more yeah. of an accent now. Right. I think you know what I mean. Like I think Nunes's English right. might be better. I, you know, and it's funny because you know, and now we interview him over and over. I don't even, I don't even think about it. And I think yeah. when you get to a point where you, I don't ever worry about what I'm gonna say isn't to be uh, being heard, isn't worried about understood. not being understood. Like. Then we've reached a point, and like it's been that way with those two now for a while. Long time, yeah. You know, so I think for the fact that I, what I like about what she's doing now, and I think it'd be a way for the if they really sort of embrace it, is she sort of embraced more now a lot of the the social media stuff. She put a post of her drive around with the two belts yeah. in the back seat. The UFC should have retweeted it if they didn't already. That I was, think they did. I think they did. You know, like little things like that. You know, if they could start showing her personality. You know, I think so so long people have seen her just like this killer, you know, that was kind of just off doing her thing. But realize that she's really a funny individual, you know. And even talking to Nina, you could tell that Nina's a fun person. And so you could tell there's a lot of... A lot of love there, but to have two good people be attracted to to each other, they gotta be good people. Yeah. So if you think one's funny and you think the other's funny, it's probably like, wow, these are these are funny people. Yeah. Like, you don't shouldn't need an angle outside of anything else from another funny person or a good natured person to to really promote them. So, and when you look at the fact that now she's a fucking champ, champ, she dismantled she the, the, the the most badass, dangerous. You know, the fact that now we have to. St- change and alter you know who is the baddest motherfucker that's destroying in the women's division and it was cyborg but now i have to change it and move her down the line i was gonna say so is 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 she the goat because i man here's the thing i'm here's the thing i'm struggling with right so i think the argument's very clear i mean you look at the names that she's beating man she's beating everybody rousey tate shevchenko everybody that you would say is one of the best ever you know, right. every, people, she's beat them all. Right. I, I guess when I say move her down on, I'm looking at like the current listing. Sure. Pound for pound right now. Pound, pound for pound, pound right, right now. now. But pound for pound right now. It's Amanda Look at that. When uh, Cyborg, Carano, you know, know. Uh, Marluz Kunin, 
I mean, like, she defeated the, the, the Ronda Rousey's, the Misha Tate's of her time. That's why I'm having a hard you time know? just saying, yes, automatically Amanda's. Her resume, her resume is sick. When you say, yeah. that, look, look at all these UFC champions. But Cyborg never had a chance to beat UFC champions right. because she wasn't in the UFC, and then she wasn't in a weight You know what I mean? So it's like. And, and nobody's had a chance to. When you look at, like, nobody's even fought cyborg like this cyborg has literally walked through everybody her practically her whole career outside of that first loss that i think she took yep. so when i think of like the goat i think of overall when you look at yes you could look at the the recent names and of course i think people want to lean towards the more recent uh stars when they, they think about you know who was great and who was whatever they want to think about the rouseys you know uh but the fact of what Cyborg was able to do for so long and over the people she did and how devastatingly in the fashion that she did it, she's still by goat yep. as for who was the greatest. I think so too. But when I come for when I, when I talk about now the rank, if I had to rank who is the best right now, uh, I I will look at the 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 recent one and say right now between those two, Amanda is fighting better. So I put Amanda over her. Yep. I just don't think when you look at the overall history of what Amanda has done. She's reached the level of where I would say this is the greatest example of what is out there right now. Yeah. I think right now she is fighting the best out of what's going on out right now. That's why I see it. But, I think Amanda's definitely number one you know, pound for pound, and we put her there in our rankings. She's, yeah. she's definitely uh, pound for pound number one. We put Cyborg at number two. But I think all-time GOAT, I may still say Cyborg yeah. right now. And I understand that she just lost, so people say, well, how can you? Yeah. But that's not that's not how pound-for-pound pound rankings. Give it, give it number a, one, pound-for-pound pound rankings yeah. are all theoretical anyway. Right. But to me, when you're talking about, uh, career, or I guess you'd say career GOAT-type rankings. That's, that's why more things like GOAT. And even you take, I think, and at least when I put it, I take you know the time frame of where it was, you know how long that she's been doing it. And you're looking at the overall fashion. Like, Amanda's been in fights all through, like, Long fights, deep yep. fights. Some people, you know, still think that Shevchenko beat her. Yes. You know, like she looked yes. human. This performance against she lost to Cyborg. Gano. She lost to Sergey. Yeah, Lillos. I mean, the, the performance against Cyborg made her look superhuman, and she did that, and it was absolutely incredible. She's fighting on such a different level right now. So when I look at the current, where they're fighting right now, she is the best female fighter right now. I that agree. is, she's performing. the greatest right now. But I don't put her as the overall, but. You know, and that I think it just takes time for that to let her be a dominating champ. Let her keep destroying everybody, and then yeah, that because will another couple wins, and all of a sudden, yeah, now yeah, you and say. especially in, then if it goes to a rematch again and she beats it, you know, it's hard to not. But when you look at who's the current best, it's she is over Cyborg in my book, my book because of it. But also too, we've been saying what what is it going to take for Cyborg to lose? It's a Cyborg running into somebody now, Cyborg. I, I, she's not a diminished cyborg, but we always always said like it would take another fighter coming up to her level and then moving forward. Right. In terms of skill set and who's growing, you know, Amanda has a trajectory going much more yep. upwards. Yep. Whereas Cyborg is still has room to grow, and I think she's been working on. She's been working on her cardio. She's been working on these things. She's just been so dominant that when it comes to, in my mind, of who now is trajecting upwards and who is either plateauing um it's more in amanda's favor but granted even a plateaued and i'm i don't think she's like i'm not saying she's done or she's over the hill a pla it, she could be a plateaued chris cyborg and literally still demolish still wreck everybody a lot else. of people still wreck she a lot literally of can de destroy everyone else you put her in there with megan anderson megan anderson whatever 
li- I like Megan, but uh, Cyborg, I think, would crush her. I do too. You know, I mean, Amanda would crush Megan, but I mean, Megan's me- Megan's got size. She got strength. She's got she great size. She I doesn't. Mean, she doesn't move that fast. It was it was a it was a very interesting that the 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 leg kick against Cat like that was just that if people want to talk about flukes that was unfortunate. that's a fluke that, that was, was an unfortunate. unfortunate I mean but she did what she needed to yeah, do yeah I mean you, you know? can't blame you know she threw a no kick. there was nothing wrong with it you know the people that wanted to try to say like oh a toe is like a finger what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> I know that is just so bizarre like that is not anywhere close to somebody like putting their outstretched hands and putting it she threw a strike that happened to be with her foot yeah. her opponent put her head back tried to evade it but it just literally perfectly if hit she the threw eye. a snapping front kick with her toes pointed out which would be damn near impossible to do yeah then a- maybe we could talk <laughs> you know what i mean that then would be so painful. You talk. would probably break your toes. Yeah, to exactly. <laughs> so yeah i to anybody that says that it's ridiculous oh that's just yeah all right well, so look so so should so Here's what I'm curious about too, because it sounds like you're on the same same board with me in rankings. That's no disrespect to Nunes. I think a couple more wins. She is the greatest of all time. But I still yeah. look at Cyborg there right now. Do you run this fight back right away? Uh, well, I mean, for Cyborg, who, who, of course, Cyborg wants to. Cyborg wants to, but I can see where Amanda. I mean, Amanda, I would think has the comfort. She took some good shots, but why not? But I mean, she's never gonna. I mean, who else? Possibly outside of maybe like. Well, there's nobody at 145. Right, right. There's nobody at 145. But even even at you know, well now that Shevchenko's got her own belt, so she doesn't need to go. At 35, you got you got Kellen Vieira, and then you've got the upcoming fight between uh, Aspen Ladd and Holly Holm. Um, yeah, that's it. And while those are great fights, they don't get me as excited for sure as Cyborg. Right. But now it's tough because you the. I mean, she fought Jermaine Derridami, but to, that was like five years ago. Yeah, so maybe Bantamweight you can throw needs Jermaine to be defended. It does. I I do I do kind of like the idea of her keeping both belts, though. I don't think you have to. I don't think you have to strip her. You know, uh, especially because one is an in a sense is like a non. Well, that's it. Dan division. Lambert. Dan Lambert came on MMA Junkie Radio and he made the case, and he was like, "Look, he's like, well, first of all, either division. You know, he's like, look, you look at Daniel Cormier, light heavyweight and heavyweight." Dude, you got monsters. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, now we just said we we don't know that there's big money fights, but there's still big fights. But yes, at bantamweight, at bantamweight right now, you've got Kellen Vieira who's who should be next up. I think she's still recovering, but if she's healthy, she should be next up. The Aspen Lad Holly home winner is would be in a pretty damn good position. And then, like I said, Jermaine Derendami, she's there as well. You know, maybe she's in there. So you've got a couple people, but nobody that's like it's got to be right now. It's got to be right now. No. And at featherweight. There's nobody. I mean, you, you could say Megan Anderson, but I mean, it's not that she's done something that's just wowed you. But she's—it's yeah. just because she's the only person there. Yeah. You just had Macy Chase on with that division. You just had Macy win the Ultimate Fighter and immediately drop down to bantamweight. Um, so I don't think you have to be in a hurry to take the title away from Amanda Nunes at 145 because if she goes and doesn't defend it for a year, so what? You yeah. know, so what? Well, that's crazy. I'm looking at the UFC's website. They don't even have rankings. They don't have a featherweight win. <laughs> they don't have enough people for rankings. Enough, that's just crazy. So, yeah, how can you worry about stripping somebody if you can't even fucking put the division exactly. on the website? I think like, you do. I, I think you do. Do Cyborg, Megan Anderson. That would be good. You know, then you have a fight. That would be a fun one just because both of them have been asked for it, and that was a fight that we thought we were exactly. already going to see. So, do Cyborg and Megan Anderson while Amanda Nunes goes back down and fights Ketlin Vieira, assuming that she gets healthy. If she's not healthy, then she fights the winner of Ladd and Holm. 
And then after Cyborg and, and Megan get done, then then you had to do it again. And if it's the rematch with Cyborg, cool, you got a backstory. If it's not, if it's Megan, well, okay, cool. Then that you got Megan in there. So I, I don't think you have yeah. to run it back right away, but I think I think that's what you do. I think if you yeah. do that, I think everybody's happy. Yeah, especially Shevchenko kind of leaving the bantamweight division, yeah. and now she's got the flyweight on check. Yeah, you're right. I mean, and and that'd be interesting because it'd be if Megan goes in there, Megan, Megan, whatever, <laughs> goes in there and say. That is a good test. Maybe what if Cyborg doesn't recover well from this? Yeah. You know, what if Megan goes in there and just fucking starches her, catches her and realizes, oh, hey, that's the key. Nobody stands and bangs with her. She doesn't like to get hit, you yeah. know? And, and if, you, if, you can, if you can be bold enough to stand in there and do it. You know, she's, she's a big girl. She's got good size on her. I mean, like, she probably can throw pretty darn hard. You know, Amanda is just a freak of nature. Yeah. She throws a lot harder than what her size belies. Like, she is just a strong motherfucker. Um, I could see if, if Megan went in there and would beat Cyborg, then maybe we'd have to question where Cyborg is now, yeah. you know, and is she trajecting downwards. But, it's true. Um, yeah, there's just <laughs> – even the home lad fight, I mean, I, I'm not excited about that. I mean, no offense to them, but it's like, yeah, I mean, Amanda's in a weird spot, you know. You you, you kind of, she's kind of fallen into that role of where, like, you know, Cyborg was, where it's like, you know, what matchup is exciting for her because she just tends to sort of just beat the shit out of everybody. Yep. <laughs> it's an interesting you know? spot. I, I hope she gets to defend both belts. I don't think we need to be in a rush to get rid of Featherweight, and I think there's there's still fights to be had there. So uh, anyway, we'll see. Uh, Michael Chiesa, man, uh, what a what a slick submission over Carlos Khan to do the the the, the one handed Kimura. And uh, I just the whole week. It's so weird how when guys move up immediately, you're like, how the hell did you ever make 155? I mean, when he's standing next to Carlos Khan, it, you know, we said going yeah. in, we were like, hey, when they face off for the first time, I think people are going to be surprised that Chiesa's not going to look small. And Chiesa looked bigger than Carlos, to be honest with yeah. you. And uh, impressive yeah. win for Kiesa and uh, it's all beard. It's all it was beard. all the beard. And, uh, <laughs> and and I feel bad for Condit, man. I, it's still one of the, I mean, one of the most exciting fighters. I yeah. think it's such a fan favorite, but has had, um, has had a run of losses, man. It's disappointing yeah. to see. Corey Anderson got the uh, the win over Iller Latifi. Corey's man, I, I I'll admit it. I underrate Corey Anderson. I mean, he's not always the most exciting guy. Sometimes, you know what I mean. I think that might be part of it. You know, you you thought about. Alir being able to come in there and put some hands on him or, you know, put some action to him. And Corey just exhausted him, basically, yeah. and, and outworked him and, and made him do overtime and beasted him 25-8 and mm -hmm. all, all that stuff. Uh, Alir, he just didn't look the same from the last performance. I, I mean, I don't know if it was just maybe decided I don't need to do the cardio for this one. He just – that last performance before that, I want to say that was one of the ones where I picked against him, and then he looked so good. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm not going to – yeah, he got the, the, the submission over uh, OSP. Uh, I was like, all right, man, he's fighting on another level. Okay, I'm going to get – and he beat Tyson Pedro before that. I was like, I'm going to vote for him. And then this version is the version – that lost to like Bader. I know. You know. I mean, it's so. I, I I agree. There's like inconsistencies on fight night, and it's like when he's on, he is a world beater, and yeah. when he's not, and you listen to him during fight week, you believe it. Yeah. Like he says all the right shit, and he is such an impressive looking specimen that you're just like, oh my god, this dude is. He's kind of got that sort of look that like Hector Lombard, where you're just like. This is a scary individual. <laughs> His neck is so as true. wide as my leg. You know, so I mean, true. Like, 
And then and then he went out there and he just looked human and and, and I guess credit to Corey. Corey just just pieced him up, man. Yep. And and that uh I don't know. I was really surprised and it's you know, but I always get a little more iffy or pissy when I pick wrong. <laughs> and I totally pick You get mad at the guy. I know, it's like, How could you do that to me? <laughs> How could you do that to me? As I know your family cruising. might be upset, but you hurt my picks. As you were cruising <laughs> ten picks out in front of Dan Tom and still just trying to st- – Still still hoping for everyone. <laughs> Crazy, man. Alex Volkanovsky, what a fucking wow. fight with Chad Mendez, yeah. dude. I mean, what a great result. That round two, uh, I was telling the guys, you know, we're doing all of our end-of-year awards. and I was like, dude, that might be one of the rounds of the year right there. You know, both guys get hurt. You end up getting the finish. Uh, just a phenomenal fight, man. Volkanovsky, of course, he's been a favorite of ours as well, man. But, you know, personality to, to go along with skills um, and has made huge strides in the UFC. And, and to beat a guy like Chad Mendez, I mean, that is a meaningful, meaningful victory. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge one. Super impressed by Volkanovsky. And should say, you know, there were reports that, uh, that Chad Mendez retired afterwards. He hasn't made a public yeah. statement. Um, we did reach out to his management team. His, his management team said, listen, he's actually on vacation, I believe, in Montana. Um, and, which is good. And, yeah, which just I, go hunt, think about shit, yeah. and don't make any rash decisions. I mean, he'd been away from it for so long, you know, and then to come back, you know, and then maybe not have the performances that he wants, you know. But I like the dude. I, I mean, but from everything I've heard, you know, his little hunting tours and Supposedly the hunting doing thing, pretty good, right? He's doing pretty good, you know. So. You know, I mean, listen. If you can, to have if a you can make a living and not get punched in the face, and why not? You know, he made a lot of money. Uh, you know, fighting Connor. So, yeah. um, but I, I do believe that Chad Mendez is still right there, man. I, I, I don't believe you know that we're looking at a, a diminished Chad Mendez where it's like, oh my God, you lost to Volkanovski. You, you know, you can't compete anymore, man. I think Volkanovski is just one of the new elite. He is. That's why I and only one or two other people from our staff picked you, him. You rolled with him. You know. Uh, his fucking striking and his power, man. Like Chad, like even in the second round, like his face was was wearing it. Like Volkanovski, man, he is strong. His striking, if people aren't talking about his striking, I think they they should be paying attention to that. I mean, because he is dangerous. I think he could be a future champ for sure. I like it for, for I like for sure. it. He, and he's got the confidence. He says, "Listen, uh, I, I like Max Holloway. He's like I respect him. He's a warrior. He's like, but." I think because he's a warrior, my style is terrible yeah. for him. You know, I think that he'll he'll try to stand and bang because that's what he wants to do, and he won't realize that he's making a mistake. You know, but that's just kind yeah. of the warrior he is. So, dude, listen, he's not far off. I think you know, I I think he's got to be right there. You know, maybe uh, uh, you know, a fight against the the Aldo Moicano winner or something along those lines. But um, but he he's got to be very very close to the. He's title the one picture. that used to play rugby, right? Yeah, like two hundred and ten pounds. Dude, little he was stocky a fucking little, yeah. beast. And when I see him now, I'm like, that's your brother, right? <laughs> that can't so be crazy, you. That's man. your brother. So crazy. You know, like, those rugby dudes are nuts, man. <laughs> uh, Walt Harris picked up a split decision win over Andre Olosky. No, no disrespect. Uh, obviously, we're huge Andre Olosky fans, but I don't know how you got 27-30 Andre in that. That was a weird split decision. Uh, but that was the biggest win of Walt Harris's career. Not the most exciting fight ever, but a huge win for Walt Harris. We talked about Megan Anderson. Peter Yan. Man, does he look like the real deal. That guy is yeah. dangerous. Keep your eye on him. He is the real deal. Ryan Hall with that submission of BJ Penn. Beautiful submission. Beautiful technique. Crazy. Um you know, I guess in a lot of ways, maybe the best case scenario. I mean, it's I don't like seeing BJ Penn lose. 
But I guess at least it wasn't BJ Penn getting his ass kicked by somebody, you know. It's uh No, just him almost using losing the loss of his knee. As yeah, well, knee. <laughs> true, ah, who needs a knee? <laughs> Dude, that was a nuts. Like that was the kind of thing that we've seen Ryan just sort of drop down and immediately start trying to pull people in their guard yeah. into his guard. And it's like nobody's gonna do that. But for the fact that he was like, All right, fuck it. You stand there, I'm coming to you. Beautiful. You know, that the way he rolled into that and and was able to secure that, it was nuts. I wanted to just roll it back and replay in slow motion. Yep. Just as like how did you like he had to have drilled that so many times to make it look so flawless and it was just unreal. Yep. And and the and the way that he was do he did it so quickly that it really like BJ didn't have a chance to really sort of tap. Like he literally could have had his knee just get destroyed. And, and, and Ryan even said afterwards he heard it pop or yeah. crunch, some sort of make some sort of noise. And you're just like, oh, my God, because when you watch it happen so fast, it's like how do you even have time to know what's about to happen to so your quick. knee when he, when it rolled into it? But that's what we knew what would happen, you know, like knew that they at least knew that that was the possibility of of some crazy shit you know and that's why people don't want to roll with that dude you know i know they said like oh no there's no problem you know with him getting fights it's like brother well you know yeah in fairness i think that was i think dana was taken a little aback by that cuz i think in his mind he's like what do you mean like we got but nobody you're right nobody wants to fight ryan hall because yeah. it's it's like if you beat him you're like yeah you beat the dude that just knows jujitsu and if you lose to him yeah. you know you're like how'd you get tapped out by he's not yeah. an intimidating looking guy he's not a guy on the poster where you go oh shit that dude's the baddest dude on the planet you know so right. I, I you know I, I dana was surprised but i don't you know i don't think dana's very involved in booking the prelims where he doesn't understand that people are like i don't fight that i dude. bet if dana had a fucking lineup of fighters six get six liner fighters on a sheet which one's Ryan Hall? <laughs> I guarantee he probably wouldn't have been able to pick him out of the fucking lineup. Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I, you know, I think in Dana's mind, it's like, dude, of course we don't have trouble matching people up. You know, that's what we do here. We so have I, 500 people on the yeah, roster. We I, can find him a So I understood time. where he was coming yeah. from, but I doubt he's had to be very involved with actually matching up Ryan Hall. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that was that was an incredible moment. Uh, Nathaniel Wood looks like the real deal, man. The, the, people over yeah. in Europe have been preaching about him for a while, and he does look like the real deal. Uriah Hall, man, the great comeback uh, over Bevon Lewis. Um, just incredible finish. That but was great. I, that was amazing. Then the great post-fight speech afterwards where he kind of opened up. Um, I, I, uh, Bevon Lewis, is the, that's somebody to keep an eye but on. But that's though. the thing. That's one where you go, dude, he yeah. was winning that whole fight. He was he got clipped, winning. But and he even winning. Uriah, the way he even talked about it afterwards, he gave a, gave him a lot of credit. But you could tell he was just it, – it felt like – because Bevon and his – like speech when we talked to him earlier in the week was almost like, I think Uriah's done. I think yeah. he's on his way out, you know. And not that Uriah took that personally, but I think he went when that fight started, when it was going on. I think there was probably that moment, and even in his mind, where he was like, "This is the younger version of me, yep. who is throwing very, very hard and catch me." But then he pulled it out, you know, and in a testament to his heart. And we saw that, you know, in the emotion that came out after it and stuff, but. Take nothing away from Lewis. I mean, like that kid is He's somebody to watch. Dangerous. That yep. was amazing for him to do what he did, and he went straight at Uriah. Yeah, like it was so impressive. And he's 
got great size. I mean, yep. like uh, he's gonna he's gonna be definitely somebody to keep keep an eye on for sure. Yeah, no question about it. Curtis Millender picked up the impressive decision win over Sierra Bayer Desarda. Curtis Millender uh, continues to impress, man. That guy's yeah. good. Because CR is always going to come and brawl, um, but Curtis just out techniqued him, no question about it. And then Montel Jackson started out the night with the uh, quick submission win over Brian Kelleher. Yeah. Dude, uh, that was a great – it was a great card. It was a phenomenal card. I thought it for was a great the, card. For all the bullshit. For all the bullshit, you know, not even taking into account, you know, like nobody wants to pay for just, uh, you know, pay-per-view card without like the, the big major marquee ones. But when you look top to bottom on this – it was a great night of fights. It was great. It was really good. I mean, look at start out with the submission, then a decision, boo-hoo, but it was a good fight, then a knockout, then a submission, then a submission, then a TKO, then a TKO, then another good decision, then a TKO, then a decision, then a submission, and then a knockout, and then a TKO. It was great. That's fucking awesome yep. night. Like, how can anybody – I mean, Grant, we never know that what's going to happen, you know, when you're looking at a card, you know, whether you're going to pull the wallet out. But after the fact, when you look at it and you're like, wow, that was impressive. It was solid. That right, was, was a solid it was night. Good. It, was, it was a great night, man. No Sucked about all it. the moving around and shit and then have to take it. Because it would have been great if it was here in Vegas. Would have been great to just have a home game. Yeah. Uh, would have been great for you guys to have a tent that had uh, fully functioning power at all times yeah. and, a, and a heater. <laughs> and a heater. And a Not heater. a giant trash bag out in the, in the fluttering wind. That was the <laughs> comments that everybody kept saying. It was like, why are we in this giant trash bag because it was like black plastic that just kept flapping and it, we got it a little bit colder but it, the way that it moved it literally looked like somebody took glad trash bags <laughs> and just made it around an a-frame or whatever and then here we are but uh you know yeah whatever it the was, dinner was it, good though <laughs> the arena the yeah just like getting into the arena like security guards like no uh, this is closed and like well what do you mean it's just i mean it's what happens when you scramble to put an event together in four days yeah and the you security's know? like i wasn't even supposed to be working this you know i heard some guy he was like we were gonna be off the whole week you know and then now we're doing this but it's okay <laughs> he didn't really sound country like that. That's like the country. They, they brought in LA. They brought man. me in from Tennessee just to cover this event. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I think about this here city. Them the city slickers. <laughs> <laughs> I parked my buggy out back. Oh man! Full what it was a great Tennessee. night. Good Ooh. night of uh, it was good. good. Night of uh, all right, last thing. Yeah, uh, that was much more southern than Tennessee. <laughs> that was like some serious Georgia, Alabama. It was. <laughs> uh, last thing. This uh, this Woodley Covington Usman triangle. Uh, what do you think? What do you think happens here, That's man? That's a sexy triangle. <laughs> That's a what, sexy love triangle. What do you think happens here? It sounds like Woodley's finally in to fight in March, but he only wants Covington. Usman, Usman's not going to be a backup fighter again. That's for damn sure. And Dana wants to do Usman Woodley, but Covington yeah. feels like he's getting dicked over. Woodley only wants to face Covington. What you got any? Out of those two, I mean, that's the one that uh, I mean. When, when just sheer when it, we're talking again about heat and uh, where the casual people are going to to tune in. Woodley Covington. Woodley Covington, yeah. hands down. Yeah. But as for a fight that I think would be interesting to see. Uh, how the techniques play out and what strategies they go in, I think uh, the the Woodley Usman is much more interesting in that. I mean, to me personally, I think I think Woodley just puts it to Covington. Yeah. I mean, I think Covington has his good striking. He has a lot of heart, um, and he has a good chin. Um, but man, what Woodley was able to do to Till, and Till had so much power and just, I would pick 
Till over, and this is my reason. I would right. I would put Till over Covington. Yep. And so to see what Woodley did to uh, Till so recently, yeah. it's not like it was like, oh, that fight happened two years ago. You yep. know, he might not be the same. Uh, it's still fresh in my mind, so I would pick him. But also seeing the fact that uh, Usman likes to, he likes to keep his distance gauge when he's going to try to go in there and try to command up against the cage and try to go for those takedowns to see the two wrestlers go in there you know it's tough because I like Usman a lot um, I think Woodley probably has more power and maybe more precision on his striking yes. when when he's doing yes. it so I would probably lean towards Woodley on that but that to me I think that fight is good for the division and there's a lot of questions I want to see answered between those two so I kind of want to see that one but in terms of just the shit talking that would happen during fight week and all the craziness. It's Covington Woodley, hands I, down. I feel, I feel bad for, because I, I, look, I've, I've I've always been a, a Covington guy. I know that I, look, some of the things he says are a little goofy yeah. or whatever. But, but it's, it's a let's, character. He's playing a character. He's playing a character. He's let's playing a real. character. Uh, he's always been nice and respectful when we've been there. You One know? thousand. So when you see him go into these modes, then you're like. You kind of want to pull him aside, and be like, bro, like you could ease up, but it's like, no, I get it, <laughs> yeah. I get, it. I get what you're doing, but you want to kind of pull him after the interview, and be like, bro, what the fuck were you saying there, you know? Because he doesn't act like you're like, where did that come from? It's so you know? true, man. So he's playing a character, and and I feel like he's done everything that he's been asked of along the way, right? You know, what I mean, he's the yep. one that got there. He got the interim title. He yep. he should have been given that chance, and yep. he had some medical issues yep. and all this. That was shitty. That was shitty. He, so he deserves like he it just dick, for that. I feel like he got dicked he over. He got dicked. At the same time, Usman has been the guy out here going, yep. you know, and I like Usman too, man. I, you know, yep. obviously we got the Dallas ties there, and, and you know, I, I just like him as well. Um, and, and you know, I, I did some commentary work with him, so I got to know him a little bit, you know, behind the scenes, and he's a good dude, yeah, man. Yeah, people, people give him hate for some reason that I don't think I don't understand is, it either. I don't think I, it's deserved. I same understand with, why people – Woodley. I mean, like, people hate on him too, like – Come the fuck yeah. on! Like I understand why people hate Colby. I totally get it. Oh, well, I mean, he's he, he's, he's putting it out there. He's asking for that. He's hate. asking for it. I don't understand why people hate Conor. I really don't. I, I, I yeah. think I think he got dicked over on the thirty the thirty percent comment because Dana misinterpreted. Yeah. And then when Dana laid it out there, you know, he got burned. So um, I feel bad because one of these two is going to get screwed over. I mean, Conor. If you look at what he did in two thousand eighteen, you know, he went three and zero in two thousand eighteen. Yeah. You know, so he probably deserves. Based on the immediacy of recent accomplishments, you know what I mean. But Colby already had it promised and taken away. You yep. know, and, and that's and that's probably well that in the heat between the two. of I know what yes. the fight week would do, and, and you know, and our selfish like just terms of numbers, like people are gonna uh, want to would rather click on Colby day. talking shit than two legit fighters just talking legit about a fight. You know, I feel like, bad because one of one of the two is gonna get screwed over here. Well, at least temporarily. But yeah. you're right. I th- but I think. When it goes to the fact that an interim champ was stripped without giving a real chance—that's garbage. That's such That's garbage. Such garbage. Like, so I want that. I want that wrong fixed That's first, true. because what's the point of giving out interim titles for your fucking to save your cards? If you're just going to turn right back around and, and prove that it's worth nothing that you could take away at any moment. I agree. So that's that's the only reason. But, yeah, as for which fight I think is a more competitive fight, hands down I think it's Usman and, and Woodley. I think yep. that fight has a lot more questions as for who's going to do what. I mean, I could pretty much already see how the fight's going to play out with, with uh, Colby and them. So I don't know. But that's the one that personally I want to want to see that one more just because I know that the – 
the shit talk's going to be spectacular. I, I hopefully those three all two fights happen between those three some way. You know what I'm saying? Like I yeah. hate to say. Oh, you mean you, like this guy's going to fight this guy? Yeah, because then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you hate to say because uh, if you say well, hopefully we see Woodley versus both guys this year. Well, yeah. that means you're already picking him to beat whoever the first one he faces is. Right. You know what I'm saying? So all I'm saying is between those three guys, I hope we see two fights this year, and it happens in rather. And I hope one of them happens in March so that we get plenty of time because those guys are all. Yeah. D- deserving of being in that discussion. So. I agree. All right. Well, listen, man. Uh, it's 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 a it's a new year. Yeah. We, uh, shit, we rammed for a good, you know, solid. We chatted a half. long time. People yeah. probably tired of hearing. We, don't, we didn't have any audio this week because it was the holidays, and we were kind of taking some time off. I'm on vacation next week, but uh, nice. just doing a little staycation. Just doing a little staycation. It's nice. The year rolled over, man. Got all those brand new fresh That's vacation it, man. days. I've never used all my vacation days, so I was like, you know what? It's a week with no UFC, no Bellator. Yeah. I said, like, let me just go ahead and burn some days. Uh, take I'm care of some too. stuff around the house. Stuff I got like more that. days than I thought I did when I looked. Uh, like I wasn't quite sure. I yeah. didn't know if I was going to get stuck with like like 15 days or right. whatever. But I did the numbers. I think I got 25 days as well. See, there you go. So, so I'm happy. So yeah, I'm so gonna go. Vacation. I, I used uh, nine days last year. Yeah, I think I'm terrible <laughs> about using my vacation days. So I figure people, I'm if you have vacation days, don't do what we do. Use your vacation days. Don't be an idiot like us. Use your days. <laughs> They're yours. You can't get them back. You can't get him back. But we'll still do it. We'll still do it. And then, uh, like I said, my promise in 2019 is uh, more and a half content. Starting, yeah. Starting with Brooklyn. And we're gonna give our. We're gonna give a. I think we'll still keep with giving our uh, picks for yep. the Patreon people. We're gonna yeah, give yeah, that we're gonna focus in the week. on focus on some stuff for Patreon and mm-hmm. do some do some new things. So thank you, thank you for those that have uh, been patient, and stuck with us. Yeah, been patient and stick that. It's been every tough. little bit helps. I mean, I know even though, and I, but I think you guys realize it. You know, like it. You know, uh, everything that you give, it helps. And, you know, I hope that in some way, you know, we'll pay it forward better this year, um, you know, giving you extra little stuff that we can try to. But, uh, you know, you guys help keep the lights on. And uh, as for the rest, I mean, everybody, just the support listening. This is a, this is a new year, man. We're going to do some good shit. That's right. And uh, so make yeah. sure you support us. Tell friends about us. Reviews <laughs> on iTunes. Do and love stuff. Nemera Vodka. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the meantime. Thanks for listening.